You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the Fox Art trailer and behind the scenes. And my two compatriots that are coming with me are Brad and Chris. Hey, I learned last weekend I need to like my women thick and jealous, so check <laughs> and check. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I have nothing. Just keep going. Yeah. Chris, uh, <laughs> so uh, we're about to remove, uh, review the shit. That, that really got me, Brad. That tripped me up. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> we're about to review Space Hunter Adventures of the Forbidden Zone. Why did you pick this one? Because uh, we watched it on Discord together, and I remembered it was real good. And I found it going through VHS. I still got like 20 cases of VHS, man. I, I the, the choices are limited right now. Well, hopefully you get to Ice Pirates. I mean, uh, because when you first said Space Hunter, I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to watch Ice Pirates. And then I realized, oh, I I don't think I've seen Space Hunter. And then I realized, oh, I've definitely seen Space Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Ice Pirates? Because I don't. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That one's definitely cheaper than this one. Because uh, the one thing I can tell you is... This movie is so much better than I remember it being. Yeah, same. Second watch, I was like, wow, this one's good. I don't think I'd ever heard of this movie until you brought it up, and I watched it. Spent three ninety nine to get this sweet bastard on streaming on Amazon, and uh, I really liked it. It was free on Tubi. Well, I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> I did the same thing with Highlander. <laughs> oh, you mean it was free? God damn it. Oh, you guys didn't watch this on Tubi? No, I didn't. He paid for it. That's what I thought you said, but you like it was at the same time. And I'm like, wait, did he just said he paid for it? What? <laughs> Brad, Brad paid for it. I watched. I watched Highlander. I paid for it on Amazon when it was free on TV. Oh, ouch! Brad, don't worry. Lesson learned. You you should feel good about spending money on this one. They deserve it. Columbia Pictures did a good job. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. This is a 3D movie. Uh, before we get into the trailer and everything like that. I didn't see much 3D in this. <laughs> Mine's not, doesn't say 3D on it, but it makes sense now how some of the, the shit goes towards the screen. Oh, yeah. Like the poster says Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone in 3D. I'm looking at it now on Wikipedia, but mine doesn't say 3D. So, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. this was like deemed the best 3D movie to ever be made. Yeah. According to them. <laughs> I was like, how do you make that claim? I don't even know. I mean, the most memorable to me is Jaws 3D, and that's just because it sucks. <laughs> oh, and Friday the 13th 3D, but. My Bloody Valentine was a good 3D one. Yeah, but that was made in like the 2000s. I know, but it's it, I've seen it in theaters, and she just stands naked in front of the screen for like three minutes. Just yelling. <laughs> I, was, I was on a date and I was like, well, this is this happening is in the movie now. <laughs> so uh, all my friends went quick story before we get into actual movie we're going to review here. We all went and saw it and uh, we had two hardcore girls that always went with all the guys. 
you know, there's like six guys and two girls. And you know those type of girls. They, they take a lot of shit, but they can give mm-hmm. a lot. So anyway, our friend Dana, we're sitting here watching the movie. That whole nude scene is going on. And finally, when she like takes the gun and her boob jiggles a little bit in like this one scene, <laughs> she goes, oh, come on. Because <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard in that. Just because I knew she was getting, I don't know if she was getting irritated at the nudity. She was getting irritated at how long the scene was going. Yeah, it's, it's painfully long. <laughs> One thing you got to understand is like basically all males between the age of 12 and 25 are psychopaths. It doesn't yeah. take much to, it doesn't take much to entertain us. I, I mean, I was fully entertained. <laughs> yeah. I remember loving that movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I, loving it because it was just so, you know, perfectly made for me. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't watched it in a long time, so hopefully it holds up. Anyway, let's listen to the trailer of the movie we're actually reviewing for Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Fuck, man, the title's long. Ugh, here we go. <laughs> In two weeks, Columbia Pictures will present 3D as you've never seen it before. The first quality 3D film backed by a major studio. The first to use a new state-of-the-art 3D process. This is Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. It's the story of three unlikely heroes. Their destination, the Forbidden Zone. Their mission, save three stranded women. I like her. Their chances, one in a million. I'll take that bet. Columbia Pictures presents outer space as you've never seen it before. The ultimate 3D experience. Can't anything be simple anymore. Space Hunter. Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. In 3D, the first movie that puts you in outer space. Rated PG. Coming soon to a theater near you. Guys, it's going to put us in outer space. Well, I think Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson would have a few words about that. Yeah. I was like, I don't smoke weed, so. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I, I mean, again, I'm going to say, I don't remember seeing any 3D for, I mean, their marketing in the 3D of this is really like they're pushing it hard. And I remember like three scenes, the title sequence, like mm-hmm. when a guy puts something towards the screen and then the very mm-hmm. end. Uh, no, with there wasn't the... much. Yeah. So maybe it was like Avatar where it was just, you know, ambiance was in 3D and we just didn't get it. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch it in 3D. And I don't even know if this is uh, available anywhere in actual 3D, if anyone released it or anything like that. Mm hmm. That's a nice thing about like Friday the 13th 3D is you can actually find, you know, 3D releases of it. I don't know how good it is, but at least you can watch it. Uh, I feel like a lot of these 3D movies of the past just kind of like gave up like Amneville Horror 3D. I don't think you can watch that anywhere in 3D. Good. I hate 3D. <laughs> it's so corny. <laughs> I wear glasses. Oh, that's got to suck. Yeah. Yeah, you like can't watch it. So you accidentally get an IMAX 3D and you're like, fuck. So do I want to see it or do I want to blurry see it in 3D? Uh, Getting into the details of this, uh, directed by Lamont Johnson, who was the second director because the first director was fired because Mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, the actors and a lot of people behind the sets just said, 
he had no idea what he was doing. So they bring in a TV guy to like save the day. And he comes in. He's like, this script sucks. Let's change this. Uh, this is our schedule. Let's get it done. We don't have time to waste. And all the actors are like, yeah, this dude knew what he was doing. I was like, yeah, because he comes from TV. They don't fuck around. They got shit to do. I feel like there's been a number of movies we've reviewed on Analog Jones where a TV director comes in to finish it because like they're like, shoot this scene, shoot this scene, shoot this scene. Let's go. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you got a weekly schedule. You got to pump them out. Yeah. Like you don't have time to mess around. They just get it going uh, and they know how to stretch a dollar. Yeah. You have a schedule and a budget. Um, So starring Peter Strauss. I've seen this guy in a lot of stuff, but I never recognize him. He's in Biker Mice from Mars. You remember that? I'm pretty sure that was an animation. It was. Yeah. (laughs) To me, he reminds me of an American Christopher Lambert. Are we just connected to Highlander through and through? We'll never not be unconnected. Yeah. Every time you guys talk about something, you're like, you know what what this reminds me of? Is it Highlander 3? That's exactly what it does. Yeah. For like 100 episodes. I'm like, guys, we got to stop springing up Highlander. Uh, so come back to us in 100 episodes and see if I'm saying that. <laughs> Guys, that's how you hook them. <laughs> Cliffhanger. That's a movie we could watch. So I'll watch any Stallone movie, honestly. Well, not all. Never mind. I shouldn't say that. Now, see, Steve, what we're doing here is we're capturing this market inefficiency. It's like somebody's like doing the research and it's like, you know what? Guys aren't talking about Highlander enough online. So... <laughs> We're going to capture that crowd. So when it actually gets released, we can claim that we did it. (laughs) Yeah, that was all because of us. (laughs) It wouldn't have got the traction without us. Exactly. You guys are brilliant. It's like a pyramid scheme. You know, we tell six people, they tell two people a piece and, you know, they tell them it just spreads. (laughs) There you go. Same thing with the woke crystal last week. Mm -hmm. Just spread it. (laughs) Spread that bullshit. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Just... And then come back and buy our uh, some of our products, and then you can sell them to your friends. You know, yeah. we'll take we'll take all the advantages. You take all the risk. And post Trump's America, it doesn't matter if it makes sense or it's true. You just say it, right? Yeah, it's fact. It's the man on the game. internet told me. That's right. I don't need references. Fuck those things. My brain is my reference. That's all I need. Fucking sheep reading books and shit. Speaking of sheeps, we've got Molly Ringwall, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to carry on. Uh, Molly Ringwall in this. Uh, people tend to have two opinions: they hate her, or they just put up with her in this film. <laughs> She's really young in this film. She's fifteen. Is oh, she? Yeah. yeah. Oh. She. Well, I mean, she does good if she would stop screaming the whole time. Oh, she's 15 and no one was stopping her. Yeah, they probably just told her to scream and be annoying. And she's like, you want me to be annoying? I'll be annoying. I, you know, the thing that felt I felt uncomfortable about it was, you know, they they made it, you know, like, oh, what do you want to do? You know, like, have sex with me or whatever she says to him. She didn't actually say that, but she alludes to it. And he's like, what? No. And then, like, then you have Michael Ironside, who's like licking his chops. He's like, oh, yeah, look at that soft red skin or that soft red head. And I'm like, oh, she's 15. I don't feel comfortable. About oh, this. He's just going to drain her energy, just like the Skaxies. 
I know. We're doing back-to-back movies where uh, the entire thing is about the bad guy draining energy. Didn't mean to. Yep. Forgot about that. Happy accident. We also got Ernie Hudson on here who is looking lean and mean. Mm-hmm. Man, he he does Shoot. not age much. No. No, he looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Michael Ironside who just owns the last 20 minutes of this film. Did yeah. you expect anything less than that, though? No. The only reason he only owns 20 minutes of this film is because that's all he's on camera. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was him like when I first watched it. And then the minute I heard him after watching Highlander, I was like, oh, fuck. That's right. All, all leads back to Highlander. Well, as soon as this thing you know comes on film and I'm watching it and I'm like, this is Canadian. This is so Canadian. <laughs> like uh, when they were... You had all the people on the train and everything. I heard some mm-hmm. of those Canadian accents. I'm like, mm, Canada. And then, of course, Michael Ironside's in it, you know, back in the day. So I was like, this is most likely Canadian. Uh, he's the greatest comedian. Uh, he's the greatest Canadian actor of all time. I mean, yeah, prove me wrong. Disagree in there. Um, I would say. And then Ivan Reitman, too, is also Canadian. Yeah. But. uh He's no Michael Ironside, but he's pretty. I mean, he's one Canadian we can all look up to. He's got some good stuff. Is he tall? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Looking up to him, huh? Uh, What is tall? What's that perspective? Five, five, two. Is that tall? Actually, (laughs) I don't know. Sure. I don't know how tall he is. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's all of our stuff when it comes to that. So uh, let's get on to the trailers. Oh, we don't have any. No trailers. Wah, wah. Just getting right into it. That's right. Feature presentation time. And now, our feature presentation. And we've got some extreme 3D titles. Whoa! The title opening, I thought was great. Those are busting sweet. Through the, like busting through the metal. Yeah, like the the whole thing. I just like I, I I liked it. The going through space and the title crawl. I was just trying to figure out why they made the title so long. Maybe it was gonna be a franchise. Yeah, it feels like it was gonna be a franchise if they had more money or if it would have caught on. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly this is, you know, Columbia's pictures answer to the first two Star Wars films that came mm-hmm. out. And I was wondering if they were doing the long title because, you know, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Probably. which this came out the same year as Return of the Jedi. So the, the only difference was this one spent 14. Oh, and Wikipedia, the budget is 14.4 million or 12 million. So I don't know. <laughs> OK, and they both have references. So uh, weird. But the box office was only sixteen point five, just a little yeah, bit off. A little of off of three hundred or yeah. whatever, yeah, three hundred million or whatever Star Wars made back in nineteen seventy nine, seventy seven money. Yeah, yeah, but they thought Star Wars was gonna flop, so. Well, yeah, because a lot of the people were basing it off the first time they watched it, and the the rough cut at the beginning was terrible. Before his wife took over and said, "Like, yeah, let a real pro take care of this," <laughs> and then she won an Oscar. And then Lucas divorced her and pretended like she didn't exist. Oh, did he edit her out? Uh, yeah, he edited her. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, there's actually, I think, uh, um, Vice did a whole Star Wars thing where she's being interviewed and she talks about how Lucas literally just took her 
like pretended like she didn't exist. Just have Jawas walking in front of her name on the title. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a CGI like makeover. Like he pays someone to go Google search her and every picture she has, she puts like something in front of the camera. <laughs> Damn, George, let it go. Let what go? It's cold. Just a CG character dancing in front of her title would be amazing. <laughs> someone go do that, please. <sighs> All right. Yeah, after the title sequence, uh, we see like this, you know, a tour in space. You know, like you do on a boat tour or whatever, except they're in space. And then they have an emergency, which we don't see. I was a little disappointed in that. I mean, the the lightning just hits like the engine. Yeah, but you're not introduced to the characters you're supposed to be like going on. That you're supposed to give a shit about? Yeah. Yeah, no. So I was like, ah. And then I thought maybe they'd have a jettison shot that would copy Star Wars, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, they didn't do that. And I was like, oh, that's a missed opportunity. But maybe they just ran out of money. I do, I do like the, how they're like, we're having a minor inconvenience yeah. right now. And <laughs> one escape pod leaves and then the whole thing fucking blows up. <laughs> just those three get off and everybody else dies. And thank God that the, the, the three are just hot babes. Random Ooh. hot babes. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, well, we got these fine ladies that just land on some crazy planet. Wearing I mean, their big dick spaceship or spacesuit. <laughs> I, the one thing I pointed oh, yeah. out is, hey, these pod suits are actually pretty good material. <laughs> they looked really nice. Yeah, they do. They just have like a giant chest penis coming off of them. I just no wired. They, they look like they could also go deep sea diving at the same time. So yeah. whatever. Uh that's why I was like, they're like in a boat in space. <laughs> it's like someone just put them in like deep sea scuba diving gear, uh, you know, from like the 1940s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we get introduced to, I mean, at the beginning, I totally called him a Han Solo knockoff, but I guess he is, but he's kind of different than Han Solo. It, it's more like space balls. If you think about Spaceballs, which yeah, that's probably where that. they got the idea from was this. Yeah. When did Spaceballs come out? I have no idea. I think it was like 85. I want to say 85. Uh, 87. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, it is more of like a Lone Star type mm-hmm. character. Uh, a little bit less Han Solo, but obviously inspired by Han Solo. Yeah, because everyone was doing that at this time. Yeah, if you're this, if it's the early '80s, early to mid '80s, and you're not doing a Star Wars knockoff, I mean, you are probably not getting greenlit. Yeah, and they did a, a droid in this, except it was uh, a human because you know yeah. they're like, we can't he's, afford that. He's fucking that robot, right? Oh, well, yeah. I was thinking I was thinking for sure, like 100 percent guarantee this is the 80s. Guys were just inappropriate. I mean, there's 100 percent sure he's going to sexually harass this female engineer. And then it's like, oh, she's a robot. So that's why he's not trying to trying to do that sort of thing. But man, but he bought her a sleeping shirt, which means she probably didn't sleep in one before. Well, so, they yeah, try to trick you because she lays down. Up. She's like, I'm allowed four hours of rest time. And then I was trying to figure out if they were dating or married. And then it turns out a robot. And I'm like, oh, my God, he had a sex robot. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, that sex robot, it was much better than the ones I've seen on TV. 
and own. <laughs> I mean, what? It's way less terrifying. <laughs> Much better than the ones down in my basement. Yeah. Uh, no. I love it though. The the spaceship starts going haywire and he kicks the fucker and she's like, Did you uh do the protocol? And he's like, Yeah, command protocol one. She's like, You kicked it. <laughs> I wish she would have been in this movie more. Uh, I would have loved to seen them, but I know they had to get rid of her because they wanted to set up the, you know, the gag. And at the same time, they needed to introduce Raleigh, um, Molly Ringwall's character, which I think was name was Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Wolf and Nikki. I mean, if they were to cover, though, they could have kept like a, a mother father role for. Her. But Yeah. I mean, the actress is just gone right away. Just like, bye, you got shot. Uh, I, you know what, the the whole like, so he gets a distress signal and it's, you know, save these three people, these three women, uh, you'll get some money. And, you know, obviously he's a, he's not really a bounty hunter in this. He's more just like a, a guy who takes jobs that other people won't take from this planet. Or I assume he goes to other planets, but he just happens to be on this one. I don't. I didn't. Really he was. He was that. near it. It, it. it made me think of Cowboy Bebop, but I bet Cowboy Bebop came out way after this. But oh, yeah. yeah, they just out in space and get signals, and then go to the planet and try to yeah. do whatever they got to do. Well, on it's it. just good to see, you know, at some point in the future that people finally start caring about three attractive rich white women. Oh, well, whoa, whoa, whoa! One was of color, Brad. Oh, oh, my, I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. I don't um, see color. Oh, wait. I mean, obviously. You I do. noticed. Uh, <laughs> but does anybody know why they were important enough to get rescued? Or was it just because they got off that ship? Well, I was trying to figure that out, too, because I was like, oh, are these like three women of like rich senators? And they're, they're you know, like these are our mistresses or our daughters <laughs> or something. Yeah. No. Just, At that age, they're probably mistresses. Yeah, I assume. But but then they're worth something to everybody on that planet too. That's like, what do they want with these women? Uh, yeah. the the uh, the fucking train boat, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, they, that, it was great. I think that, they I were mean, just trying was... to help them. Well, I mean, this movie is definitely doing a Star Wars thing, and it's definitely doing a Mad Max. Thing. Mad Max. They're just, they're just smashing it together. But then I was trying to think. I go, wait a minute. Mad Max came out in the mid '80s, right? I thought it was 83, 84. Oh, no. Mad Max came out in 79. Oh, the original one. Yeah, Mad Max. I was thinking Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. This was definitely a Mad Max Star Wars ripoff. There's no doubt. But the thing is, it looks more like Thunderdome style than Mad Max. Because Mad Max wasn't like post-apocalyptic cars and all that. It was like after the apocalypse, like the year or two after it. Yeah, the the original original one. Yeah. The best one, but. Yeah, because eighty because Thunderdome came out in eighty five, which is actually the real best one. You like Thunderdome? <laughs> I don't like Thunderdome. I enjoy watching that train wreck though. <laughs> it's so I love Master Blaster. I love the new one, the latest one, where the dude the flying or the flaming guitar is just and the other dude's like just yeah. banging drums and yeah, the new one oh. is tight. Oh yeah, the new one's a masterpiece. It's got it's ten like minutes no of plot, and the rest is just fucking watch. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, like, I think that came out in 2015. Like, we keep saying new. I was like, yeah, man, it's been seven years. He was supposed to do another one because he won awards. But whatever. 
we digress. Yes. Um, yeah, that uh, whole train, Canadian train boat was amazing. Mm-hmm. I uh, loved and, it. Yeah, and they even they thought it out too because you know it was powered by solar. They had like the solar, like uh, I don't know, parachute in front of it and everything. And but it was <laughs> the only thing I got to say about these, you know, like train people is uh, <laughs> once you ain't got track, you're done. Yeah, that and like the motorcycles they're on has so much shit on it. But that does like I, I love post-apocalyptic movies and their vehicles because they just pile shit upon shit on top of them. Even even Wolf's like Jeep has so much shit on it. Mm-hmm. They don't it. know what to do when they're designing them. So they just keep putting shit on it. And they're like, that looks good, right? Yep. And that's they why I enjoy them. <laughs> I mean, and they add stuff to it that doesn't make any sense uh, most of the time, uh, because when you get to uh, I actually forgot his character's name. But when you you know get to Ernie Hudson's character, they call and he him has like chemist, a snowplow. Uh, Washington yeah. is his name. Yeah. Oh, I was like they Washington? called him the chemist at first, but they they because they thought it was the chemist, but it wasn't. But his vehicle, you know, is just like it's a snowplow with like the train rod on it that like the cow catcher well that's the front yeah. the cow catcher yeah. but the 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 like chain you know the rod that they have to get the wheels moving on the train that's powered like mm-hmm. they have that on his back wheel and i'm like so how do they power that because a train has it because the steam powers it what the fuck powers it on this i guess gas oh uh, yeah i don't know I don't know. I it just it kind of did look cool, even though it looked ridiculous at the same time. <laughs> but that that looks like it could have been in wrong turn or something. It was a cool vehicle. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, one of my notes is I love how these uh, how they dress the vehicles. But Jesus Christ, does the bad guy's helmets have to be so big? <laughs> they were <laughs> they got teeth. They look like chompers from Mario. <laughs> I would say those those those, uh, those mechanized hang gliders were pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, and those were real people flying those. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Just people on the ground are setting it up like a big claw machine game. They're just wrapping the belt around the girls, and then they're picking them up and carrying them away. Yeah, and that's Come when Chalmers gets shot. <laughs> the old man who just is like ah yelling at Wolf, like just having a flashback. Don't mm-hmm. Wolf and Chalmers just go in there and start just shooting everybody, and then after it's all over, like the 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 guys, what are they scabs or whatever they're called? They're just all good, yeah. all good with it. You just killed like all our friends, but that's okay. Well, he knows yeah. the girls are on the train, and I guess the train people. I don't know if the train people like um help them out of the goodness of their heart, or if they help them to get the bounty. But it looks like Wolf's going to go on there and just take her no matter what. And then these mm-hmm. underdog people are happen to be attacking it. And he's like, oh, fuck, this is going to be harder than I thought. That's how I took it. She's like, what side are you on? He's like, mine. Gets out of the Jeep. Well, yeah, and that's like a total Han Solo thing. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, I just go after the money kid or whatever he says. Um uh, my next quote, this is right after the whole like train, you know, fight scene and everything. I go, this movie isn't as cheap as I thought it would be. 
They put money where it mattered. Yeah, they did. I mean, you can tell something later on in the movie. There's actually more corny, cheap stuff that they stick in. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably when they were running out of money or the TV guy took over and he's like, nah, just do this. Come on, we got to go get this done. Uh, but uh, when they introduce like the the creepy, like, you know, chemist, which is definitely a, a Renfield knockoff. It's like underdog. I'm going to get you these girls, these nice, fresh girls. Overdog. Overdog. I said underdog, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, uh, I didn't know Wein- Weinstein was the villain of this one. No. <laughs> I mean, he is because like he's like, I need this overdogs. Like I wanted to take this clip because I thought, you know, Michael Ironside said a bunch of stuff in this, but he barely says anything. Mostly he just goes like when I'm listening to the audio, he's like, oh, yeah, they have scars. Nice. Undress them slowly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> that's, what I said. that's what I said. This movie is so close to porn. <laughs> like it's well, on the edge with Chalmers and then the three girls. And I was yeah. thinking too, when he grabs old uh, Nikki and throws her in the, in the water and like gives her a bath. If this was like a good real American space Western, like there would have been some nudity there. Good thing there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we'd be in trouble. She's yeah. 15. 15. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I don't feel comfortable about this because I, I when I looked up her age, I looked up her birthday and everything and I started to add up and I go, OK, so she would be 18 in 1986. And then I was like, and this movie came out in a oh, no. <laughs> oh, she's 56 years old then, or 50, 54, I think. Doing yeah. math wrong. Yeah, she's, she's right around there. She's still acting. She's still going. Um, I think it's on like lifetime type stuff. I don't know. Or some ABC family. I don't know what it is, but it's something that I don't watch. Yeah. But apart from her well-known stuff, I would say she, she was in a couple Stephen King miniseries. Wasn't she? Like she was in the stand. Yeah. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she had one hell of a ride in the late eighties, uh, to the early nineties where everything she taught. I mean, she was in so much, that just like were box office gold because of the whole Brat Pack thing. Yeah. So, yeah, she definitely made some money and she was a, a teen icon for a long time. Yeah, I didn't watch those movies till I was in my 30s. They're not as good then. No, I don't think I watched them until like late teens. Mm-hmm. I want to say the like later part of my high school. That's the right age then. Well, like I always like uh, associated them to like my older brother's movies while I was much more the like Teenage Ninja Turtles and the mask and stuff. So it was always like, oh, these are a little dated for me, but I guess I'll watch them. (laughs) I never watched any of that stuff unless it had like Schwarzenegger or Stallone in it. I mean, I probably or Robocop. Yeah, I'm probably not watching it. Oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, I watch, you know the predator VHS like 50 times. And I saw like pretty in pink once. Uh, so I'm right there with you on that. Okay. Yeah. So he bathes her and then we run into Ernie Hudson looking lean and mean. And he, they think is the chemist and they bust up the uh, vehicle and <laughs> real easy. Yeah. It takes no work. Well, and then Washington is just like, I'm not going to fall for this. I know you're really not knocked out. You're not dead. 
I'm not going to fall for this. And then he falls for it. <laughs> Gets smacked right in the face when he's pretending you, to be dead. You, you okay? <laughs> oh, and then they start going on the adventure. And so I think the first thing they run into. Oh, okay. I, I have a note here. It says the map painting cutout at 42 minutes in is bad. Surprisingly, this is the only bad thing I've noticed in this film. Uh, so you can see the map painting and they cut it out around the mountain and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It stands out pretty bad. Yeah. So mm, probably put, should I mean, put some more time into that. You can say a lot of it's bad, but it's, it's effects based That's bad. And that I think they did pretty good. Oh yeah. Like dressing. Like I actually, this was the first thing that like stuck out to me where I was like, okay, this is a cheaper movie, but it's still not a cheap movie though. It's mm. just that, part right there like ooh they should put some more effort into that because that sticks out like a sore thumb yeah it's like the interior designs is where this movie gets cheesy oh yeah especially when they get to like uh overdogs like Jabba Palace yeah Yeah. or Mojo World whatever you want to call it Mojo (laughs) World yeah we get the maggot my quote is the uh, the um cocoon fat suit monsters. I got human pig bats. <laughs> What'd you I write, Brad? A maggot pe- I just called them maggot people. <laughs> uh, uh, it paints a pretty picture of them. Yeah, they they spent money on these fat suits. Yeah, they're disgusting. But you can tell it's a suit. It looks like one of those inflatable sumo suits. Uh-huh. Like when they run like parts of the legs like dip in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just latex suits, you could tell, but still. There's like um, 40 of gross. them. They're yeah. so They just keep gross. coming. They just keep coming, and they get out of there, luckily. Yeah. Real slimy. Well, and then it, they just go from, like, bad situation to bad situation, because then the Amazon women come, and the dragon, the swamp dragon, as I called it, which actually had a name called Dragmon. Mm-hmm. That was the first one where I go, okay, this is a cheap prop. That was the yeah. first one. It, it wasn't It wasn't the uh, bottle rocket gun he used to kill it? No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they want to bang him first and then feed him to the dragon? Yeah, they said you're good for breeding. I don't think the yeah. dragon was intentional. They were like there for three minutes and they're like, oh, fuck a dragon. Yeah, and then they left because they're like, oh, we're not fucking with this thing. Uh, so he was going to get banged to death. Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> uh, or they just keep him around forever. I don't know. Because who knows? I, I don't. <laughs> it was so weird because the Amazon women were there and then gone and then they never come back in the movie. And I'm like, a, well, this is weird. Yeah, that whole scene could have been cut. Yeah. Then they should have because, you know, that dragon monster looks so bad, but. Then my favorite ones come up because the two guys that were from the the Canadian uh, boat train, that's what we'll call it, uh, they come up in their motorcycles and they're like, this is the last good spot before you get to underdog, I mean, overdog's palace. And it is, my notes, I called them baby face jowl freaks that throw mocktail malt elf cocktails i got creepy ass oompa loompas 
Ooh, like a one. drunk fire Jawas heaving Molotov cocktails. <laughs> that one's probably better. Uh, I mean, those things are fucking creepy. <laughs> like those baby faces. Ugh. And then no one really knows. I guess they were just sent by Overdog. I don't think but they we were. don't know. No, I think they just. They might just so... be like Jawas. They're just like, we just, all they can do is like Jawas, they can throw Molotov cocktails at people. Yeah, and then just steal what they can from them. Uh, yeah, and then they finally get to what I always called, you know, the Overdog's Jabba Powas, uh, his castle, his mojo world thing, uh, where he has people, you know, go through a maze and entertains everyone. I mean, I like anything like this in a movie. It's always mm-hmm. fun. I love Barter Town. Any yeah. movie. It's always fun. Uh, just crazy ass scenarios and fucked up people and watching stuff. I mean, this reminds me a little bit of her arena um, mm-hmm. back in the day from Empire. Yeah, I got uh, that. Yeah. So it's a good one. It's always fun. Yeah, and they sure got they, in there. They got in there. They got inside that fortress pretty easily. Yeah. Well, no one's paying attention to the front. That's what kind of like works. You know, they go through it and everyone's like being distracted by the actual fight. Uh, and, and that's just, why they can shoot people and kill people and like no one just notices. walks in the back and they knock out two dudes and steal their costumes. Yeah. And then we find out the chemist is actually taking it's pretty cool because you find out the whole point of giving these the reason he wants young girls or actually I guess he could just any young earthling uh, is because they, he sucks their essence out. And that's how Overdog keeps his youth, mm-hmm. even though he still looks like shit. <laughs> it's like because they they're not radiated i think they're not mutated by the the planet yeah okay because they were sent sense. well we colonized that planet and then it broke out in a virus at one point ah okay and then they sent doctors and that's what the guy on the train was is one of the doctors and it sounds like overdog was one of the doctors too or the chemist i see so there is a little bit more of the backstory here that i missed that's why the the doctor that was dying or got hit in the head was like jibber jabbering on about overdog. Yeah, because on the spaceship he's like, I think we've heard of this planet, and then they look it up and it's like, yeah, you colonized it and blah 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 blah, and then this virus happened, blah blah blah. He's like, oh, that's the planet I'm going to. It's quick. It's throwaway. It's like two minutes. Okay. But uh, yeah, when he you know gets the fiery redhead, he's like, I think you're gonna like her. She's got some fire. He's like, I do like her for the maze. And this is what he says to her, like to basically set up the rules. No, you're a lovely human and you deserve to know the rules. If you make it through this game, you'll go free. But if you don't. Oh, yeah, I'm right? <laughs> Yeah, it was tough with her audio because she's so far away in that, but you could basically survive this and you get to go free. And this is right after they broke those other three girls out. And this was like no less than 30 seconds after they broke those girls out. And he's just like, oh, fuck it. Just let him go. Like, don't even chase after him. Yeah. Um, God, what was his name? Washington. Yeah. He, he runs away with them. But I love how Wolf walks up, looks at the fight, and he's like, Fight's pretty cool, right? And the guards are like, "Yeah." And then he hands him the grenade, and he's like, "Hold this." Walks away, yeah. <laughs> fucking blows him up. 
what are you doing at the cage? Can't you see I'm freeing them? Washington just beats the shit out of the dude. But you, you brought up a good point. Like, they don't even attempt to go after these three girls, which would feed his essence for a while. This like, the girls get away, they take them, and the chemist just walks up and goes, oh, but I have a replacement. It's like, look, I don't know how stupid Overdog is, but three to one, I'm going after the three. You've already got the one. They couldn't have gotten have far. Four. <laughs> They're like six feet away. They just yeah. stepped out the door. Mm, too He's far. got a whole castle of henchmen. <laughs> too far. We got a game to watch, fellas. <laughs> I mean, he's got to entertain the people, so he just throws her in, and then she actually escapes. And uh, I love the whole dynamic between Washington and Wolf because Washington keeps yelling at like, "Man, Wolf, you've changed. You become soft." And I was like, "Yeah, he could just leave her because she's kind of annoying." Mm-hmm. Just walk away, get your reward, and everything would be okay. But uh, you can't have that in a Star Wars ripoff. Especially not in a Canadian space western. No, they're way too nice. <laughs> I love that it says that. No <laughs> Wikipedia says Canadian space western. <laughs> I mean, they ain't wrong. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, that maze was pretty wacky, though. Um, yeah, it's like the shitty MXC. Yeah. Oh, but the thing that I think they should have spent more time uh, coming up with was the uh, life sucking machine because it's just neon swirls like blinking. And I was like, yeah, it's like hula hoops going down a metal tube. Yeah, I like it, but I'm but a sucker for neon. I feel like it. this is something that should have been in a cheaper movie, you know, like a four million dollar Italian knockoff. This one felt like a little bit more like they had more money. I, I just I don't know. Maybe it was like one of the last things they built. And like, we don't have any money left. They're like, oh, I got an idea. So I mean, who knows? It could have been incredibly inventive for how much money they had left. I guess. And they I mean, did you see the size of the handcuffs they have her with? No, <laughs> they're like the size of her leg, but they're around her wrist. And she's like, oh, no, I can't get out. <laughs> oh, is it one of those like, situations? You easily slide your hand out of those. Oh, my favorite thing about Overdog would be the easiest bad guy to get away from. He's like on a cane or on a crane. He can only go so far. And he's got those giant obnoxious like, you know, uh, just like claw machine hands. Yeah. His people don't have to follow him. If somebody wants to become a leader, just move like 20 feet farther. (laughs) I know. Just shut (laughs) off his crane. He's just over there (laughs) screaming and they're like, yeah, you can't get us. All he's going to do is scream at you. I mean, I guess he has rockets in his claw, but it's just like two of them. Once he uses them, he, he's out. He's only going to kill a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I don't know. His henchmen must be awfully loyal for him to I, keep going. I always think that in movies like this, the evil guy, nobody stands up to him ever. Nobody like changes hands. Well, it's the same thing with like Jabba and Jabba's palace. I mean, just shoot him. He's a fat slug. What is is he going to do? We don't slug shame around here, bud. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess the whole power, at least with the Jabba's is, you know, it's like an entire hut organization. You kill one, they're going to come after you. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, Yeah. they're bros are going to come down and get you. 
So this it's case, kinda, though, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, no repercussions. I mean, you can just leave Michael Ironside there screaming, and that's what's he going to do. <sighs> he would will his way out. Like, I was wondering, too. I was hoping he'd break out of that cane or that crane and then, like, come after them. Because I wanted yeah, to see I, him fight with those, like, crab claws. I was hoping he had legs. Yeah. Like, he just hangs out in it in his maze thing so he can get a good view. Yeah, and, and, and as good as, like, actor his he is, I mean, I guess maybe they didn't know this then, but, and as fun and over the top he is, he is Wolf kills him really easy. It's like, mm-hmm. boom, dead. He shoots him with the nerf and takes him out, and then, uh, but he didn't. He starts crushing him, but it's the weakest crush ever. <laughs> I hug you to death, and then just, oh, this isn't really that bad. Yeah, he, you know, big ass claws the size of a human, and it, it's not even hurting him. No, he just hugs him. Why didn't he grab his head and start to crush it? Yeah, and then that, uh, the electrical cable comes near him. That's how he kills him is the electricity. Electricity? You mean mean that like plastic tubing with sparks in it? Yeah, that's slowly crawling towards him. (laughs) Uh, It's the charm, baby. Yeah, I love it. And then they all get away and have like a little party. And then he's just like, do you want to come with me? She's like, you never asked me. Yeah, I think that party there in Washington, our boy Washington was like setting up a four-way with those Earth girls. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to try all three of them. But, you know, even if I lose one, I still got two. He knew what he was doing. Damn it, Washington. I mean, he's so smooth. Who wouldn't like him? He must have made a good impression with Ivan Reitman, though. We see him in uh, Ghostbusters a few years later. So, did, would, did Ivan Reitman have anything to do with this film? I don't know. <laughs> well maybe it's just I mean Ivan Reitman well isn't Did Ivan it... Reitman's Canadian so I, I was wondering if he actually worked with him or knew him before this but didn't they want Eddie Murphy to do it first yeah I think they did want Eddie Murphy first yeah oh well don't don't tell anyone that Shh, keep it a secret Eddie Murphy turned it down to do like Beverly Hills Cop uh that was that was a smart um, yeah i don't know i don't know which one's better uh i mean i i like ghostbusters I, I, more i know which like, one made him more money i mean beverly hills beverly, Cop had to make him i mean it just made him a star that's like, that's what i mean it made more it also had sequels that too that was the time yeah where eddie murphy just could not miss i mean everything he put out was just like a blockbuster oh dude his run and the 80s to early 90s is insane. Yeah. Vampire uh, in Brooklyn? Well, it was the late 90s, and that was probably his peak acting performance. Yeah. He even made an album for it. <laughs> what was the next one that bombed so bad? Was Osmosis Jones or? No, no. Uh, Pluto. Pluto Nash. Yeah, they spent like over a hundred million dollars, and it made like less than ten in the box office or something. It's like Ooh, one of the biggest that? bombs of all time. What was that? I need to get a quieter keyboard for this. But what what one was that? Uh, was it? It was. Uh, was it Pluto it sounds, Nash? Is it Spacey? Yeah, and Animation. Oh. Yeah, it is the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Okay, that sounds up my alley. That's all I was wondering. Uh, budget of one hundred million dollars. Box office of seven point one. It's one of the, yeah. I mean, for the longest time, it was one of the biggest bombs ever. Probably still is. 
Uh, so I, I actually saw this in theater and it was one of those like, oh, I'll just watch two in a row. And I forgot the other movie I watched was really bad, too. So I watched like two horrific movies in the theater uh, during college when I had nothing else to do. I think and, that's the best time to do it. Yeah, it was. I was sitting there watching it. I'm like, wow. Wow, this is this is really bad. And then I looked around and no one else is in the theater. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching something here. <laughs> we had a $5 movie. You got pop and popcorn. Oh, I was there so often. And then um, if you made friends with anybody that worked there, they didn't care. Just give pop popcorn and let you hang out all day. Yeah, I, I remember when um, they had the early um, early show specials at ours where you got popcorn, soda, and the movie for $10. Yeah. And the popcorn had refills on it. Same thing yeah, as soda. Ours. Yeah. yeah, it was five bucks, though. That's amazing. Five dollars. Ours was ten at least. I'm not mad about that either. Yeah. I mean, I actually remember being like, oh, man, this is a little too expensive for me. But I had yeah. no money then. Yeah. But my uh, mom would drop all three of us off and get us thirty dollars and then, you know, go shopping and not come back because we would always see like two movies. We never paid for the second one half the time because no one cared. No, at, at those places, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. It was like they were happy to get the ten dollars. They're like, "Yo, you're actually paying, sweet." <laughs> oh, we had gosh. him come out once, and he was like, "Anybody even in this theater?" <laughs> yeah, because they were just were not gonna play it. Uh, when I worked at the theater at the end of the um, Meet Joe Black run, mm -hmm. uh, there was no one in the theater. No one was watching it because uh, it'd been out for like a month. And the movie was three hours, so you could only play it like three times during the day or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like the whole span. And we used to go in there all the time and just have uh, uh, tape ball wars, which we would take duct tape and tape it up as a ball and just throw it at each other in the theater. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, thank God we didn't hit the actual like projection screen. Holy oh. shit. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. But I just uh, I just seen we were talking about Ironside and they were saying you said maybe they didn't know he's a good actor. This came out in 83 and Scanners came out in 81. So, ah, uh, yeah. They I mean, I'm they not had. really seeing anything else that seems great. Might have been at the day, but. From well, I wonder if Scanners was a, a movie that got more popular over time with home video. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's a good one. Anyway, uh, that'll end our review on this. So, Brad, do you recommend Adventures of Pluto Nash? Yes. What? I mean, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recommend Space Hunter, The Adventures in the Forbidden Zone? Yes, Starring it Pluto is. Nash. <laughs> yes, it is a low budget treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. I completely uh, agree. Everything is great with this. Uh, even Molly Ringwald being annoying, you know, you can skip over. So, Chris, you picked it. Do you recommend recommend the movie you picked? Yeah, unlike Brad, I pick ones I like. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. It's a good one. I hope every time Brad picks, he just keeps. He's like, I, I there forgot. Might, guys. There might be more of this coming. There might be more of this coming down the pipe too. So he, he picks it. There's another clown movie next. Look, <laughs> like, I, I fucking hate clowns. I cried the whole time. <laughs> 
I did submit uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming up here in the future, so I'd be on that. That's like your weakness. You only recommend films that you don't like. He's so caring. He worries about the other people. He's like, but I know they like it. All right, let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back. Uh, so I guess our post-apocalyptic wing of the museum. Chris, you picked it. I'll let you go first. What do you got? I'm just going with the boat train. Train boat. Boat ship. Canadian ship boat. <laughs> Those Canadians build a good ship boat. <laughs> it's really cool. It rolls up and it it starts to set the mood for the movie that I think they wanted to have. It trails off later, but right. just real apocalyptic. It was cool. I'll let Brad go last. Uh, I'm going to take the Jawa freaks and <laughs> throw them all to have cocktails. <laughs> Those things have really stuck with me. Those faces freaked me out. Yeah. I'm going to go with the non-existent security at the fortress and couple that with the incredibly short attention span of overdog <laughs> maybe maybe part of his aging is his brain's not so good anymore yeah and the chemist doesn't actually help him he's not a very good right hand man <laughs> he just <laughs> pumps him full of that that uh mood stabilizer for a henchman go he's a pretty shitty henchman <laughs> no he's terrible <laughs> Uh, it's like so overdog you know like has memory problems and the chemist has add <laughs> he can't concentrate on anything <laughs> he's like oh they're gone but don't worry i got another one <sighs> love it all right mm -hmm. so we can move on to what did we watch who wants brad you got anything uh this last sunday i watched house of the dragon Oh, how yeah. was it how was it they've got the magic back it's it's uh george martin's material again mm -hmm. so if you remember like game of thrones it kind of dropped off once they ran out of material which he had promised he would have delivered to them but they <laughs> didn't but that's off his material and so uh if you like just that whole uh that whole genre of how things used to be back then um like say give it a try the historically uh accurate films yeah and if you uh like seeing the guy get his dick chopped off you'll really oh, like this nice yeah i want to watch it they don't actually show it but oh let's see uh chris what'd you watch uh i've just been finally catching up on shows uh umbrella academy the boys uh those were both really good and i watched another one too i caught up and i just cannot remember oh we watched only murderers in the building or only murders in the building. oh how is that uh she binged the first season so i only watched the second season with her mm -hmm. i thought it was really good though i mean for what it is it's a good murder whodunit comedy yeah i so, remember yeah. a lot of people going nuts like and how much of a surprise hit it was in season one i could see why yeah it's it's not up my alley but it's one of those that's really good. I enjoyed watching it with her because it was good enough to keep me entertained and she enjoyed it. So mm -hmm. uh, I watched the uh, Netflix 
three series or three episode documentary on train wreck Woodstock 99. And wow. <laughs> wow. That went badly. <laughs> that is the, the, the documentary went bad or no, the documentary uh, is fantastic. Um, the interviews they got of like fans that were there, people that worked on the show. They even got the two people who put the entire show together. The guy who did the original Woodstock and the the banker who did 94. I, I think he's a banker. I don't really know what it is. Um, he talks like a banker because he always talks about like this time we make money. And um, Woodstock 99 is just a perfect example of greed taking over. Mm-hmm. $12 bottles of water. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, that's interesting on its own because they ended up um, – giving all the concession stands away to third party and they left no control over limiting spending. They had no control over it. They just hired, they just like, okay, these are the ones, uh, whatever you make, you make. And then the price price gouging began starting day one, getting worse in day two. And then by day three, you know, the riots started because I mean, there was no toilets. There was no food, no clean water because it was, it became um, you got shit in it. Basically, they they were drinking poop water. Getting yeah. tr- uh, what do they call it? Trout mouth, not trout mouth. Um, Sepsis. Yeah, but uh, they actually like the the officer or the uh, soldiers um, have a name for it. Where you know you get all these sores. Oh, and trench stuff foot. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess it is trench foot. Trench uh, foot's like severe athlete's foot. Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, having the same socks on and oh, yeah, yeah, walking yeah. Around I thought you were still talking about drinking water. Well, no, like basically it's a fungus that mm-hmm. gets in your mouth and stuff like that because you're drinking Oof. tainted water. And Oof. it's the same thing with, you know, like trench foot, because isn't that just a fungus from like wearing, yeah. you know, all the moisture and disgustingness that gets in your foot? Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> yeah, it's it's just I mean, I highly recommend watching it. And the title's perfect. It is a train wreck. And I can tell you what, the two guys, I mean, the one guy died like three months after it was recorded. Uh, the guy who originally put Woodstock together, but that they do not look good. Uh, the organizers are so out of touch with reality. And then they show all their press junkets during the time period of how they just like were defending everything they did hardcore and and then they just show in reality what's actually happening. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Wow. I kind of want to watch it because I wanted to go when it happened. But I was too young. I was 14. So I wasn't well, able to go. Yeah. When it when it was happening, I was 16. Mm-hmm. And there was talk about my friends, you know, when they were talking about. But when they started talking about the prices of the tickets and how much how long it would take to drive there we ended up like bailing like we're not going from missouri to new york that would be crazy yeah and we were all like 16 i think maybe the oldest was 17 so it was just a pipe dream yeah and we watched it on mtv <laughs> like they were showing it yeah. live you just got to watch the whole thing and then just they cut the cameras once shit went bad oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So i remember fred durst was out there and he was kind of getting people fired up too and yeah oh dude the corn performance they blame it on him. Well, yeah, I mean, the like being one of the sparks that started a lot of it. They said during that that performance. Yeah, but you 
you're treating people like shit out in the crowd, and then you invite, you know, Limp Biscuit. Like Limp Biscuit's mm-hmm. music is aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the uh, both of the organizers, they're like, oh well, I never listened to any of the music. They had no what? idea what they were doing. Oh yeah, no, you got to do that, bud. Ooh. Yeah, but I I can tell you, uh, Corn's performance on the first night is electric. Yeah, I remember watching videos of like the entire crowd jumping at the same time, like yeah. just waves going through. It was cool. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying him and Fred Durst or the Corn and Limp Biscuit, like they did their job. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that these fucking idiots have no idea what they're doing. And by day two, people were just delirious. And day three, people were animals because they had just had enough. Um, I, I mean, I, I remember actually like, um, oh, what's his face? Carson Wentz when he was interviewing people leaving. And uh, I remember because they showed one of the clips and I specifically remember it where the the girl and the guy were like, there's no water. We have nothing left. We can't do this anymore. We're sick. They're treating us like crap. Mm-hmm. I remember just being like, well, I'm glad I didn't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it was great. There's just some certain logistical things you got to take care of ahead of time. You know, if we're going to have this many thousands of people, this is how many thousands of water, thousands of gallons of water we're going to need. And- uh, yeah, they just cut. Uh, corners and cost everywhere and just didn't listen to people. They didn't care. It was about making money. That's it. 100% about making money. And that's why it was a train wreck. Yep. Uh, Corporate greed. Yeah, it's really bad. Highly recommend it. People Uh, that'll end it this week. Thanks for coming. Uh, Thanks for picking such a fun one. uh, Chris with space hunter adventures in the forbidden zone. Oh, you're welcome. Ah, so uh, remember to be kind and rewind. Rewind. <laughs> I'm never going to edit that together where it's the same time ever. 